Welcome in, friend. This is 500 Seconds to Joy, and I'm your host, Stephanie. This is a podcast for the busy mom who needs a little extra joy in her day. I will chat with you for just a few minutes and share some encouraging words and biblical truth. I also have fabulous guests who are sure to inspire you and remind you that you matter and you were created for a divine purpose. Get ready to be encouraged, lovely friend, and soak in the words to the song you're about to hear. It was composed by Crystal and Bobby from Flow Up May it speak to your sweet mama heart. Enjoy. to take a breath now, a sweet moment for you. And it's time to acknowledge all the things that you do. Oh, mama, don't you worry about the girls and the boys. It's time to take a break with 500 seconds to join. Welcome to 500 Seconds to Joy. This is your host, Stephanie. I'm super excited. This is author spotlight number three. And Nina Gaynor wrote the book, The Bird and the Bees, and it is available now. It was released on Sunday, just two days ago. I'm super excited about this. It's a Christian romance and Nina is just such a breath of fresh air. I love how she just speaks from her heart And this book is about life-giving choices, the power of choice. And isn't that such a good message? We have so many things we can choose each day. And I pray we choose Jesus. I pray we choose goodness. And I can't wait for you to hear from author Nina Gaynor. So without further ado, here's our conversation. Enjoy. Hi, Nina. Welcome to the podcast. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. Yes, I'm excited too. I love love, love talking to authors. And Nina Gaynor, everyone, is an author. Her book is coming out April 21st. Today, if all goes well, when you're listening to this live, and her book is called The Bird and the Bees, and it's a Christian contemporary romance. And I am super excited about it because that is right up my alley. I love reading those kinds of books, and I'm sure A lot of you out there love reading those kinds of books as well. So could you just start um, by, before we get into your book and what it's about, um, can you start by introducing yourself and your family and just how you got started writing? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, my name is Nina Gaynor and, um, you know, I grew up in Eastern Kentucky's in the foothills of Appalachia and, you know, that's really just been a, a huge part of who I am and, um, just my writing, honestly. Um, My family, I've got a very small family. My husband and I both graduated from Western Kentucky University, and I didn't actually go for anything writing related. I went for nursing school. And so the the most I had ever written really when I had graduated and and gone into um, ER nursing and surgical nursing for a while, the most I'd ever written was a really detailed patient note. So I kind of had to go back and learn you know, the, the art and, and the practice of writing a story. But like I said, Wade and I met in college. He played baseball with my brother, and my brother is actually the one who fixed us up on our first date. So when your brother plays matchmaker, it can only mean that the guy is either a living saint or a complete nerd. And honestly, I kind of assumed it was the, the latter one. But um, I'll be honest with you, Stephanie, 
I was interested in going to dinner with Wade after he was drafted by the Detroit Tigers. And I know that just sounds absolutely awful, but it, <laughs> but it's true. And, but, you know, maybe it was divine intervention because Wade ended up um, offering this very humble proposal at the end of our first date. And he was about to leave for a few months and do this baseball thing. And he said something like, you know, don't go out and go on a date with anybody else while I'm gone. Because when I'm back, I think we'll get married and, you know, we'd be just fine. And I just kind of sat there and I giggled and I nodded my little silly head and I agreed. But, you know, lo and behold, we were officially engaged very shortly after and married within a year. And honestly, yes, it's all been just fine. And, And maybe even a little bit better than that, I could say. But, you know, Wade played professional baseball for seven years. And, you know, during that time, we could just kind of traveled all over and kind of lived the gypsy lifestyle out of a car and in various apartments. And it was absolutely wonderful and extremely difficult, but it was absolutely full of God's graces. We had, um, Wade comes from a huge family and we had a lot of friends and they were just very supportive of us. And um, everything was really good, but we were always away. And so we would travel, you know, nine months out of the year. And just to give you an idea of how frequently we moved, we officially moved and changed our address 29 times. And we've been married almost 10 years. So, wow. you know, that's not including the little micro moves, but, you know, the official going somewhere and getting a new license 29 times. Wow. So it really made us kind of long for simple pleasures of life. And one of those, odd as it may sound for, for me, was beekeeping. I just really wanted to start beekeeping and to just kind of be in one place for, for a little bit of amount of time to where we could set up and do those things and have a home and, and plant some roots. So after the birth of our second little boy, we decided it was time to just kind of return back to our Kentucky home and, you know, let the dust settle a little bit and stay somewhere. And since then, Wade's been a banker and I've been a beekeeper and a stay-at-home mom with, with two wild little boys. Wow. What an incredible story. I mean, your life is a book, basically. (laughs) Well, you know, they say, um, write what you know, and that kind of ended up being what I did. Yeah, I know. Let's get more into your book. So what is your book, The Bird and the Bees, about? And I was going to ask when it's available, but I realized I already said that in the intro, but maybe say it again if people miss that. Sure, sure. The ebook is actually available for pre-order now, but the paperback releases April 21st. Um, it's a, you know, it's a story about, it's going to sound just so crazy after everything I just said. It's about a nurse out of the foothills of Appalachia and it, you know, and it has this very handsome professional baseball players. And of course I've sprinkled in some sweet honeybees. But um, really, the book is about the main characters, Larkin Maybe, and she buries her mom in the foothills of Appalachia, and then she is just left completely alone. Her only inheritance that she has left to her name is a crazy aunt, a mountain of debt, and a run-down secluded cabin that's been left to her by this mysterious benefactor. And she goes to this cabin, you know, far from anything that she's familiar with, And she thinks the escape to this cabin will be exactly what she needs. You know, the quick answer to her problems, but it really only leaves her with more questions. And those questions are just really concerning her true identity. Like who is Larkin maybe? And so she searches for this link between herself and the Lewandowski estate 
And she begins kind of for the first time in her life to accept the kindness of strangers and, well, of course, the affection of that professional baseball player. But she's been charged for, with caring for the cabin's honeybees, and she's haunted by just a past of bad choices. And she really struggles to move forward in a new direction and is running out of time. So as summer and baseball season come to an end, she's left with having to make a one of her biggest decisions, and that is what is the value of true love? Mm-hmm. But, you know, like you said, it's a Christian contemporary ram- romance novel, and I love that you love those, but I know it's not I everybody's do. cup of tea. Yeah, it's not everybody's cup of tea, but I think that's um, it's just a different genre that you either have a lot of experience with it or you don't. But, you know, my hope is that The love story is for the reader and Christ, you know, that the book really inspires readers to fall in deeper love with Jesus. And the theme of the bird and the bees is the power of choice, you know, that our choices matter, that much of our lives are a result of the choices we make. But, you know, of course, you and I know there's so many circumstances in life we would never choose, you know, from the simple ones of, you know, toddler meltdowns, um, flat tires Mm -hmm. or bigger things like losing jobs or, you know, experiencing a a global pandemic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So powerful what your book is about because really our life is just a series of choices. We can go this way or that way and whatever we choose, then we live out and, and that is the path we walk. And like you said, some choices, you know, we don't make, but I think a lot of them we do. And that actually should give us hope and empower us and excite us that God gave us that opportunity to choose the free will to make good choices. Um, So I love what your book is about and I'm really excited to read it. Um, And I'm wondering, did your own faith journey influence the storyline? You know, how did you decide to focus on this idea of choices in life? Well, you know, like I said, write what you know, And it was inspired just by our faith is so beautiful and it offers so much inspiration. And, you know, I was just kind of seeing it. It sounds incredibly superficial, but I was just seeing the lies that the culture tries to sell us. And it's, you know, the traps that we fall into daily that, you know, we'll only be happy and fulfilled with a certain body type or a social ranking or a bank account balance or relationship status But when in reality, we could have the whole world at our fingertips, but we'd still be miserable sinners. Mm -hmm. The choice, you know, for Christians, it should be obvious for us. And, you know, even in those situations where we don't seem to have a choice, you know, we've been, you know, diagnosed with cancer, God forbid, we get to choose how we respond. And, you know, it should always be to embrace the heart of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you have a story of conversion in your own life. Um, and I think we're all called to a daily conversion. Actually, I've thought about that a lot. And I really like, um, St. Ignatius of Loyola and just his idea of spirituality and just the call to make the right choice each day, turn from sin and turn toward God. So that daily act of conversion, um, could you speak a little bit about your own conversion, if you feel comfortable? Yeah, sure. Um, You know, our our conversion, Wade and I both came into the Catholic Church in 2017 on All Saints Day. And honestly, we came from from 
pretty strong Protestant backgrounds. We bounced around um, during baseball from church to church because, you know, when you're moving so much, it's really hard to put down roots and, you know, be with one community for a really long time. And so we would go and I would always have a checklist of like a church needs this and a church needs that. And really what I started to see in my little, you know, Nina checklist was Nina and not God. And, um, you know, we started to really pray about it and we eventually were led to the Catholic church and, you know, it's just been full of graces and, um, you know, it wasn't without hardship or it wasn't without, um, us, you know, kicking and screaming at, at some points, I'll be honest, but, you know, that's just where he has planted us and, and it's been just a beautiful journey. Mm-hmm. So amazing. And is there anything you want to share with the listeners today? Just encouragement in their own faith journey, wherever they're at, you know, maybe they are looking to meet Jesus for the first time. Maybe they are on a similar journey as you, like thinking about converting from one faith tradition to the other. Like, you know, people are in varying stages that are listening to this podcast. So is there anything you could say to encourage people as they, you know, think about the choices they're making daily and, and, you know, choosing God, let's say, you know, any way you could encourage them or any tidbits you'd like to share? Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, I strongly believe that, um, you know, we're a body of believers in a community and, um, there are so many, like I was saying, just kind of false teachings out there, but what we really need to do is know the Lord. And I think you can really get to know him through sacred scripture. So just reading your Bible and just being so vulnerable and so open with our Lord and just tell him, you know, lead me, God, because he's never going to leave his sheep and he always is pursuing us and he always wants to be with us and to protect us and um, most of all, protect our souls. So just trying to encounter him in the word and through prayer and, you know, going to someone, you know, of course my heart is the Catholic church for guidance and spiritual direction, but just open those Bibles and go to prayer. Mm -hmm. So simple, so hard, so powerful. (laughs) (laughs) It is, you know, it seems like these, the, we're, you know, in shelter in place and we should have all this time, but what's the hardest thing to do? It's to, you know, open your Bible and find a quiet moment to, to read and play, pray and reflect. But, um, you know, we just, we have to be intentional about seeking him and, and giving him our time. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yes. It's interesting how these times when you have more time on your hand, it seems, it's even more of a struggle to pray and open your Bible and something I've been doing just practically that I've, I've gotten this tip from lots of other wonderful Christian women is to leave your Bible open on the counter so Mm -hmm. that you can literally just go right by it, peer over onto the verse, like, okay, right now I'm reading Psalms. And so there it is. And maybe it's just one verse and that's a way to feed your soul especially in this time of, you know, uncertainty and there's so much fear swirling around. But, you know, in the Bible, we find truth and and peace and joy. 
Um, so I love that tip that you gave and anything else you want to leave the listeners with um, before you let people know where they can find you and where they can get your book. Yeah, no, just, just know that, you know, my prayers are with them and, and I just know that, that Jesus, our Lord is with them as well. Mm -hmm. So good. Thanks, Nina. And so where should people go to connect with you and buy your book? And I'll leave all the links in the show notes for people. Sure. Um, well, I have a blog. It is wordslikehoney.com. Um, I'm on Facebook and Instagram at Nina Gaynor. And the book, ebook, you would find that on Amazon. And, you know, probably with everything, the way things are going, you'd probably order the paper book there as, paperback there as well. But, you know, Barnes & Noble or anywhere else books are sold. Perfect. Thanks, Nina. I loved having you here. Well, thank you for having me. It's been such a pleasure. You're so welcome. Thank you so much for listening to 500 Seconds to Joy. I'm so grateful to have you here as a part of this community. And if you love listening to these episodes as much as I love sharing them with you, hit subscribe on your podcast app. And if you're an Android user, you can download the Stitcher app and subscribe there. That way you know every time a new episode goes live. Thanks for being here, friend. Bye for now.